monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G., and joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in the town, in all of the town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I just burped a little bit. I'm okay. My burp got out, so I'm better now. It was like, Sweet. It was, like, it was stuck in my chest, and now it's out, and cool. that pressure is released. Excellent. How are you? I'm all right. My voice is a little uh, Johnny Cash today. Why? Because uh, I was at a comic book expo over the weekend, having to talk to people a lot. Oh. So my voice is tired. What's your favorite thing to do, though? It's really not. I, I like talking you to you. You love talking. To me, aw. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do enjoy talking to people, but it wears me out and it wears my voice out. I'm tired. Listen to my voice. Hi there. I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> the man in black. You do wear a lot of yeah. black. Yeah, and you want to know why I wear it? Except for only to your mid-thigh. I wear it for the poor and the beaten down, and also because it's... Black basketball shorts. Yeah, I also wear those things because uh, I kind of look like an amorphous blob, so it's kind of like up in the air as to whether I'm a big fat fatty, or if it's just like, it's visual trickery. <laughs> drawing the eye up. Black is slimming. Exactly. But not that slimming, because I still look kind of like a roly-poly... Uh, Penguin, whenever I go Aww, out. Oh, but we love penguins. And everyone, we love me too. Everyone loves a penguin. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell this story. At the comic book convention, I was talking to a young child, as I often do, because I'm very, like, friendly. And I was talking <laughs> to this young lad, and uh, we were talking about this piece of art that was on our table that was the Artist Jam from the Panel 1 Comics oh, Society yeah. Festival. But it was the first year's jam which piece which I'm not on. Uh, in the subsequent years, I have hidden the word ham somewhere, because I, I like ham. And so I said to that little boy, I said, oh yeah, usually I write the word ham on there somewhere. And he goes, why ham? I said, because ham's awesome. He goes, ham's not awesome. Ham makes you fat. And then I went, oh, well, that explains a lot. Uh, and his parents were kind of like, oh, I'm like, it's okay. So yeah, little kid called me fat, and I gave him a print and sent him on his way. That That's, that's kids for you. He was very cute. They're brutally honest. Yeah. I'm hoping that he wasn't referring to me, but... Eh. I had another time where a relative of ours called me fat, remember? <laughs> anyway, we're gonna, I just got the, the head shake, so we're not telling that story. I hate that story. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Moving on. Nicole, what movie did we watch this week? Oh, uh, it was Month. your pick. I know. I was trying to include you in the show, but all right, I'll take over again. <laughs> We watched from 1968, Year of Our Lord, I might point out, uh, Kaneto Shindo's Kuruneko. See, that's why I wanted you to say it. A.K.A. The Black Cat. A.K.A. Yabu no Naka no Kuruneko. Literally, a black cat in a bamboo grove. Did you like how I pronounced that? Yeah. Yabu no Naka no Kuruneko. Well, I mean, the thing about Japanese is it's usually pretty phonetic, so that even if it's not perfect pronunciation, it's close. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I watch a lot of anime. So <laughs> I'm kind of an expert on all things Japan. I'm a weebo, and you are my waifu. Aw, that's cute. It's you like usually wifi. get so mad when I call you waifu. You're my, I'm your wife? 
Well, yeah. I get mad when you call me wifey. I know, but I've, I've pointed out that you were the, the top-tier waifu and you got mad at me. No, I didn't. You actually did, but all right. So, I don't know, like I said, we watched Kuruneko. You're sitting here going, did I? <laughs> Trying to think back. I can't remember the conversation. Yeah, it wasn't much of a conversation. It was me calling you a top-tier wife when you told me to shut up. Mm, yeah, That's how okay. a lot of our conversations go. <laughs> me saying something stupid and you'd be like, fuck off, I'm tired of your bullshit. I'm not that mean. No, you're not that mean, but you're just not as amused by my antics as you maybe were when you were 15. It was a long time ago. It was, but I'm funnier now. You think? So Kuroneko <laughs> is a film and directed by Kanito Shindo. And now Kanito Shindo is no stranger to the Bride of the Creature podcast. Oh no, we've done one of his films before. <laughs> Can you stop looking at me like you're a cartoon character? Do you remember the movie we did by Kanito yes, Shindo I before? Do. What was it? Do you want, are you going to even try and say it? No, but I know yeah, what I it is. It. What is it? It's that one with the kabuki mask. Onibaba. Onibaba. Yeah, which was great. This movie came out four years after Onibaba. Uh, and so, uh, plot-wise, it's pretty simple, so we won't have a lot to recap. It was simple. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about it, but we'll, we'll start with the plot. Yep. It takes place in uh, the, the Civil War in the Japan's Heian period. Now, for those of you at home who aren't reading Wikipedia right now like <laughs> me, the Heian period uh, ran from about 794 to 1185 in Japan. All right? So that's, there you go. I guess that's when a lot of these, like, imperial Japanese movies kind of take place in. It's sort of like a popular era. Why? I don't know. I don't know, a t I don't know enough about Japanese Maybe history. Maybe it can be, like, it's more a mythical time. I think, well, I think it was also, like, there was, according to Wikipedia here, there was a rise of the military class, which would explain things like the samurai, the samurai. and all that kind of jazz. All right, let's start at the beginning, yeah. then. <clears throat> so during this era... Um, this woman, Yone, and her daughter-in-law, Shige, uh, live in a house in a bamboo grove, which is important only because it's based on a... what's well, partly based on a, a story by... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryonosuke Akutagawa, who also wrote the story that Rashomon is based on, which you've never seen, but you should see Rashomon. It's really good. You've seen all the things in... Why are you smelling your hair right now? My hair smells smoky. You see... Like, I was in a campfire. It does kind of... Well, not really. No. I was outside. I wouldn't say smoky. It definitely smells like outside. That's weird. I it's just nice to know that you're walk. so riveted by what I'm talking about, that you're sitting there smelling your own well, hair I just like caught a, a whiff of it now. That's how I smell of my hair. <laughs> my hair doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's just completely odorless. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, thank you. Odorless hair, that's something to brag about. Yeah. That's something to write home about. But yeah, uh, Ryanosuke Akutagawa, whose short stories were also adapted by Akira Kurosawa in Rashomon. And apparently the story called In a Grove, from the collection that we're talking about, was also once... Uh, oh, the film version of... Okay. <laughs> oh, this is why okay. I shouldn't read Wikipedia before. I was just talking about Rashomon. <laughs> we're professional podcasters. Are we? Anyway, the point is that they live in this bamboo grove, and at the very beginning of the movie, they are raped and murdered by soldiers, and their house is burned down. It's pretty brutal. Like, they, they, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not very violent to watch it, but it just shows. Well, it's a bummer. It shows yeah. more than it's I It's not, thought. like, graphic, but it is sort of, like, they're not shying away from it. It's not it implied. Is, yeah. it's, it's definitely shown. It's just not really super graphic or violent. Yeah, and it's just awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. And they get murdered. It's this whole group yeah. of men just taking turns, and it's disgusting. Yeah. 
would it be like more or less disgusting if they weren't taking turns if they like weren't sharing what how would that work I'm just, i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying that i like the like the fact that you sounded like you were more disgusted about that they were taking turns like they were organized well i thought i don't know maybe just one or two of them would do it but they all did it all men of them. are pigs yeah. Well, and we watched a special feature after the film was over, and the, the film historian who was talking about this movie pointed out that in a lot of Kinero Shindo's films, uh, what makes them differ a lot from a lot of Japanese films set during this era is that typically in media, the samurai are sort of all about honor, and they're the heroes most of the time. Yeah. And in all of Shindo's movies, the samurai are fucking douchebag, pieces of shit, fucking assholes. Yeah. He's kind of just like, fuck the police! Going against the grain. Yeah, so basically, uh, the NWA based their song on <laughs> the works of Kaneto Shindo. Yeah. Yabu no Naka no Kuruneko is actually Japanese for fuck the police. Yo, so fuck So then, em. after this happens, do you see the house burns down? The house burns down. And then we get like a 20 minute sequence, which well, was great. First, then the house burns down, the bodies are there still. This black cat comes and licks, licks them. them and walks on them, which is significant and I pointed it out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pointed out that that cat's going to eat them because that's what cats do when you die. But also dogs. But it didn't. You don't know Not that. Not in the movie. You, didn't, you don't know that. Maybe that's how they got their ghostly powers. Well, anyway, yeah. So then we get like a cool 20 minute sequence of the women now as ghosts who are like waiting at the Rajamon gate and finding samurai uh, and like seducing them and luring them into this like ghost mansion in the grove where their house was and then they fucking kill them and tear their throats out like cats which there's, is rad there's a really cool um sequence when they're pouring him the tea and it she was went, sake the sake <laughs> and when she hands it to him for a split second he sees her arm all hairy like a like a cat yeah and, and then I made a, a masturbation split, it's joke. It's only a split second, but it's... Yeah. Yes, you did make a masturbation And joke. you laugh, so don't act like you're all high and mighty. I'm not high and mighty. But you, I'm not acting that way. I want everyone to know that not. you think I'm funny and charming. You're not. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the cat... We'll, we'll talk more about like the actual visuals once we get through the plot, but yeah, that shot was really cool. With the, with the I arm. can talk how I want to talk. I know, and the only reason I corrected you about the sake was that like... The fact that they're getting them drunk is very relevant to the plot. It's not just the fact that they gave them tea. The tea could be laced with something. Yeah, sake. <laughs> Liquor. <laughs> so anyway, uh, meanwhile, there's this battle taking place, uh, and a young man uh, named Hachi, who's all fucked up looking, he looks like he's been through the ringer. Oh, yeah, he's the one that I said looked like um, um, the guy from Hook. Rufio. Oh, yeah, I didn't think he looked like Rufio, but you seem pretty happy about that. So. I was happy about that. Anyway, he kills the enemy general, and he brings the severed head to show the governor, uh, who is Minamoto no Raiko. And he says that he fought the general under this name Gintoki. Basically, he kind of lies and makes up a story about how he like had this honorable duel with this general, when in fact he just got like super lucky and got the jump on the general and killed him. Oh, yeah, I didn't pick up on that, actually. Yeah. I think it kind of, like, plays into the whole, like, samurai are not honorable. They're not According honorable. to this film. Uh, so anyway, the he become, he gets made a samurai in acknowledgement of this achievement, and then he goes off to look for his mother and bride and finds the house burned down and the women missing. 
So the the emperor, not the emperor, the governor tells the the character who henceforth was named Gintoki to find and destroy these ghosts who have been killing his samurai buds. Uh, and he he finds the two women, figures that they're his mother and wife. I love that like in the movie they're clearly his mother and wife. He's like, you look familiar to me. Yeah, but it's kind of got like this like ghost logic where it's like we can see who it is, but it's well, there's certain like artistic license being taken where it's like, yeah, they're ghosts though, so we don't well, know. Well, they are. They their faces are painted white. Mm -hmm. Their eyebrows are gone, and they have those painted on uh, like yeah, they look fuzzy like geishas. Eyebrows. Yeah, they look more like geishas. I think that they actually do look like like that's what like noble women would have looked like. I think in that era. Instead of, like, the farmer peasants that they were. Now yeah. they're, like, dressed in finery and have, like, the traditional garb. So maybe he wouldn't have necessarily recognized them right away. Doesn't really matter, though. I think there's something to be said for the artistic license in oh, yeah. movie. I liked it, it a lot. Yeah. I'm So, yeah, I'm just saying that somebody could be like, mm, that doesn't really make sense. And you'd be like, you're tedious. You're missing the point. Well, yeah, it would be missing the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're on the same page. High five. Thank you. Uh, so, anyway, uh, he finds the ghosts... Um, he ends up being like, yeah, come on, man. You guys are my wife and, and, uh, and mom. And then he spends the next seven days getting it on with his ghost wife. They have ghost sex. Yeah, ghost fucking. Woo! Like weird scenes of, like, the mother watching disapprovingly. And well, it's okay. I mean, to be fair. To be fair. Why would your mom want to watch? No, she wouldn't, but if she did, she'd be disapproving. No, why point. would your mom want to watch? No, I'm saying she wouldn't, but I'm saying that if they did, they'd be disapproving. <laughs> That's what I'm, that was what I was getting at. Not that, like, moms want to watch. Oh. But if they did, they'd be like, come on now. It's my son. <laughs> Get off his balls. <laughs> Ew, Joey. <laughs> Our parents don't listen to this podcast. Ah, your elbows are disgusting. They're just dry. Leave me alone. You cut me with them. I didn't them. cut you. I rubbed I'm me. bleeding. You're not bleeding. You fuck. Fucking. Don't touch me with. I'm these not. Elbows. I didn't touch you on purpose. I'll never touch you again. Don't worry. <laughs> your mother will never have to disapprove because I don't want nothing to do with you. Anyway, yeah, they bang around for seven days, and then she's gone. And it turns out she decided to spend those seven days banging, and then she had to go to hell. Because they didn't come because he's a samurai. Yeah, that was their deal. They got to come back as ghosts. They did not honor their vows. Yeah, so their vow was to kill all samurai. But and then if they didn't, they go to hell. So she's going to hell. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Japanese hell in that movie that I love called Jigoku. That I did you not like. like that. I bet you if we watched it again, you'd still not no. like it, but you might like it more. No, I wouldn't. Don't tell me what I would not, would not like. Fine, I bet you you'd hate it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Rabbit season. <laughs> So anyway, he's all like, oh, fuck, you mean my wife's gone forever? That's bullshit, Mom. Shit. He's mad at his mom. Yeah, he's so mad at his mom. He's like, God, Mom, I told you not to come into my room. <laughs> so stay out. So he goes back to uh, the gen the governor, and he's just like, yeah, I killed one of them ghosts. Fucking liar, but whatever. And the governor's just like, that's cool. Kill the other one, dumb shit. And bring some fucking proof, too, you lazy queen. Yeah. So he goes back, and... Uh, he finds his mom um, trying to seduce more samurai. And then he cuts off her arm, which takes on the appearance of a cat arm, which was pretty cool. That was cool. And he brings said arm to the gen the governor and says, Look, evidence that I killed the ghost. And the, gen and the governor doesn't say, uh, No, you just cut off its arm. He goes, Yep, that, that would do it. But he tells him, you got to go purify yourself for seven days in ritual I purification. I think this is where the whole the ring thing came from. Seven days. And maybe. I bet it is. Sure. Anyway, he goes to do that. 
Uh, and on the, at the very end of the last day, this like voice at the door is just like, Land Shark! And he's like, well, of course it's not the ghost and lets them in. And sure enough, it's his mom who... Uh, wants her arm back. Wants her arm back. Oh yeah, and she puts it in her mouth and she's like... Yeah. But there's also some really cool stuff where like her makeup starts to become a lot more feline. Oh yeah, That's and really her hair is all crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this like cool wire fight where she's like doing flips and shit. It was very cool. But then she flies through the ceiling like a reverse Batman. And flies away into the night, and he's all like, God damn it! And he staggers over to the cottage where he first met the uh, ghosts, and then he collapses, and the walls disappear around him in that, like, temple he was in to reveal the, the remains of his family home, and then the snow falls, covers his body, and that's the end, and you hear a cat in the distance. I thought you hit... I thought the cat went up to him. No, you don't see the cat, you just hear oh. it. Oh. So, I loved the ending. Oh, like it was great. The plot is pretty simple, like you said, but I thought visually this movie was stunning. Oh. The contrast of black and grays and white, it was so cool. I would say this is one of the best black and white cinematography yeah. and composition and of shots. Of light. Oh, God, the lighting, yeah. And I was just saying, like, you could take and print any, like, I know you people say this kind of thing all the time about movies that look good. You could take any shot you wanted and hang them on the walls of painting. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, but this one, for sure. Every shot, the composition is so beautiful, yeah. and the lighting is so perfect. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, this movie had a very theatrical appearance. It looked like it was on a stage. Yeah, totally. Like, I wonder because neither is, of us is theatrical the right word. Then the... yeah, no, no, like, yeah. but like literally theatrical, as in in a theater. Like, yeah, like totally. a stage. Yeah, yeah. With sets perfectly designed yeah. for the space. It's like, in. And neither like... of us know a lot about like traditional Japanese theater like no. no and Kabuki and all that but like I wouldn't be surprised that there's a lot of influence from those disciplines in the staging of this movie yeah because like it felt very formal in a way but like it, it but it lent the, it worked perfectly for this very simple like folk tale kind of fairy tale almost type of story it was kind of fairy tale like a dark fairy yeah like Grimm's, it was very simple Grimm's fairy tale yeah totally leading, like luring men Right. And, and there's not, like, big, long bits of characterization. Everyone's very broad and, like, archetypal. But, like, it works so beautifully. Yeah. I was really... No, I, I was... burped. I was very into this movie. <laughs> Isn't it good to burp? It feels good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. feels good when the burp comes out. Um, I was thinking about this movie after from, like... not. I don't know if I want to call myself a feminist or... From a feminist... You should. I would call myself okay, a feminist. Okay, from, like, a feminist viewpoint and i really loved the women in this movie that they were so strong and they fucking murdered a bunch of people they they overcome the horrible thing that happened to them mm -hmm. and sought sought revenge but also it showed um like the a more vulnerable side too where she is missing her husband and is conflicted about the vows that they have made and the and yeah sentences herself the, to the hell sacrifice she makes for seven days for her love and i think that uh, it a side to these women that they didn't have to bring. Like it could have just. Yeah, I think that the women are the heroes. Been, they could have just been like badasses and killed people the whole yeah. time, but it really showed more depth to them. Well, like in our our, our quote unquote hero, the main guy, he's not a hero. He's no. just as shitty as the rest of the samurai, which is why he's kind of ineffectual and fucking just dies at the end like a piece of shit. And like he wouldn't have made that sacrifice to like go no. to hell. Like no fucking way. No. So like she was a badass. I mean, I, I bet said, you hell's gonna suck, but like. I also said it when we were watching it, but like the sun was like 
so so nice to his wife, and then he was really shitty to his mom. Well, because she kept time. watching him bone. Well, no, just even after the fact, he would like blamed her pretty much for his wife, yeah, he even was though shitty. it's his fault. Yeah, no, I mean he fucked off to go to war. I mean, also this movie is a lot of like, you know what fucking sucks? War. But you know who it sucks for the most? The fucking farmers and people on the ground. Not the noble people, not the ones who are like the elite. The fucking one, like the fucking ninety-nine percenters out there. Getting fucked. I did see fucked. that in those special features. We yeah, watched. totally. Yeah. So yeah, these the the farmers, the lowest possible class people, are the ones who just got their lives fucking destroyed. And then you get to see some arrogant samurai douche nozzles get their comeuppance. So I have a theory about the ending of the movie. Theory, you say? It's Nicole's theory corner. Yeah, I didn't do any tidbits this no. month, but um. The end when he he's in the same position that his mom and, and wife were in when they died, oh, yeah. and you hear the cat in the distance. I think that he's going to be a ghost. That he's going to be the, a new ghost of the forest, and maybe luring samurai, like maybe. to to continue on the revenge. Because they were talking about in the special features about cats and how they don't like people, but they bond with their owners. And he was talking about how in the movie they how they had a little black kitten when he left, and the cat mm -hmm. is now grown up. But it was, it was still his cat, so it's still bonded to him okay. in some way. So I think that he's going to be the new that ghost of the bamboo grove. That's kind of cool. I never thought about that. That could that'd be that'd be neat. Wonder what he would do. Go back and get the governor. Yeah. Be like you dick. Blur him. He because the governor still wants to kill. Like well, the, yeah. the what, ghosts, what's in the, the monsters, forest, whatever the fuck so it is. So he could be presented just as a cat monster thing and lure him out into the grove. Yeah, but that shitty governor will just send another stupid idiot to go oh, out there. Sam, right. But that should just keep killing. Cool. As you should. <laughs> if I was a cat monster, I'd be killing people. But only bad people. I'm, I really liked watching the special features because it puts... You know, I, I watch a movie and enjoy it, and then I think my own thoughts about it. But to hear other people talk about it, and especially a film historian like we watched, yeah, that guy seemed to know his it stuff. It brings a, a lot more to the movie and makes it more dynamic. Now, as far as as our horror movies go, there's nothing particularly frightening about this movie. It's more eerie than it is like actually scary at, at any point. It has ghosts in it. it counts. You know, I, I'm not saying it doesn't count. I'm saying I actually like that about it. What? That's not scary? But it's not that it doesn't try to be scary. It's just like a ghost story, but it's not scary. It's just kind of eerie, and you're like, oh, hey, there's ghosts over there. Which one did you like better, this one or Onibaba? Um, I liked Onibaba better, but I liked this a lot, and I would probably... This is a movie that I think I will put on in the background with my own music over it, just all to the watch. time. Just to, like, have on. in the Like, if I'm down here working and I have the big screen, like, I'd throw that up on the big screen and just, like... Do something else. It's funny. I, it's fucking I actually beautiful. agree with you. I like Onibaba better. Yeah. I thought it was a. It was there was more to the plot. Yeah, there than, was a bit more going on than in Onibaba. This, but I really enjoyed the simplicity of this totally. one. Totally. And I probably would rewatch this one more than the other one just because it's more simple well, and, and I, not as challenging. And I I like to rewatch things just for entertainment. Sure. But I I also think that this movie was only about. Um, it was like 90-some minutes long, and if like I'm not mistaken, half, yeah. I think Onibaba was longer? Let's see. Oh, it's, a, it's almost the exact same length, so yeah, I would watch these as a double feature. Hmm. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I would definitely watch more movies by this director. How many did he make? A lot. Cool. I don't know how many of them were, like, these are all the ones he directed. Well. Yeah. Uh, his most famous film, I think, is actually called The Naked Island, which I don't think is a samurai one, but I've got access to this one, too. But it's on the Criterion yeah. channel. Apparently, it's really, really good, uh, and it's got almost no spoken dialogue. Oh, that sounds so much like what I want to watch. <laughs> Oh my god, this Straight sounds great. Straight up your alley. Yeah, but uh, Kanito Shindo, actually, I was just looking at Wikipedia, he died at age 100! Wow! That's amazing. And he was born in Hiroshima. I wonder if he was there when it got blown up. He was born in 1912. He was born in Hiroshima Prefecture, and he made several films with Hiroshima and the atomic bomb. And his early mentor was Kenji Mizuguchi, which... I don't know that you've ever seen a Kenji Mizuguchi film, but I've seen a couple, and the one that I have seen in particular that I really like, my god, he made a lot of movies, is called Getsu, yeah. Getsu is one of my favorite ghost movies ever. Oh yeah, you're right, that... I'm sorry, just looking at the poster, the yeah. makeup is like the ghost makeup. So you you were saying that yeah, it's a cultural thing? Yeah, I think that's actually like a eyebrows? thing from the, They would shave the eyebrows and draw these bigger ones up top. Yeah, it, oh. it's not like a... That wasn't a thing for that movie. That was actually Because I was saying, when Joy and I were watching it, I guess when we were watching it, I don't know, I'm talking to other people. But um, I thought that the eyebrows looked almost like cat's eyebrows. Like, cats don't really have eyebrows, but what, they, they're more, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to I don't know what you're getting at they, either. But. They kind of look cat, more cat-like. Yeah, no, I, I totally see what but you're saying. Like yeah. fuzzy. And I agreed. But then I also said, like, I think that that's just like a fun thing to add. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, like, if you watch any of those, like, I've seen a lot of movies about that era, like Kurosawa films and stuff. A lot. Like, I'm hardly a Japanese cinema expert, but the ones I've seen, there's a lot... Stop smelling your hair! It's very distracting. Sorry, I won't anymore. Uh, there's a lot of them, like... <laughs> yeah, the face <laughs> and the eyebrows. Sorry, I distracted you. <sighs> he also wrote a lot of scripts that were filmed by other famous directors, like Konichikawa. Mm. And let's see, is there anything you would have seen by Konichikawa? Probably not. Um, is there anything I... I know a bunch of his movies. I don't know if I've ever actually seen any. I'm a poser! There's one called I Am a Cat, which we just watched a cat. Like, one. Yep. Yeah, he's famous for things like An Actor's Revenge and be, um, the Burmese just, Harp. We should just turn this into a horror movie cat podcast. We watched House. House will have a horror movie cat. Oh, did we do it for the podcast? I'm sure we did. It I don't think we did. I'm sure we did. I don't think we did. You don't think so? No. Should I look it up and prove you wrong? Yeah. Alright, I'm going to. Here we go. Don't have it, then we've definitely done it. <clears throat> maybe we can do it sometime. Yeah, maybe but we definitely did it. Where is it? We've done quite a few episodes. We've done 90 movies, 91 now. No, we've only done this is like the 80. Yeah, and we did a bunch of two oh, movies. Versus. Yeah, yeah right. I forgot about the so versus don't ones. talk down to me. Oh, and you were right, Dawn of the Dead was our first. Versus. I told you that in bed last night, and you didn't believe me, just like you don't believe me about House. Although now I'm not seeing it. I think we did it before we watched. We I may have. We watched House before we started doing the podcast. Well, we should watch House. Oh, I love no, that's that movie. not my pick. I understand that. Well, anyway, yeah. So overall, you enjoyed Kuroneko. Yeah, I did. I had a lot of fun watching with you. We mystery science theatered a bunch of it, which was fun. Look at this picture of Kinyo Shendo. It looks like he's going high five. He wants oh, you to high five. This isn't a visual podcast. High five, Kinyo Shendo. So he just high-fived his laptop. Oh, I wrecked it! Wouldn't that be funny? I broke my laptop screen high-fiving Kenito Shendo? It would be funny, but then ah. you'd be also really mad at yourself. I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no! 
Now what will I watch porn on? Oh, gross, <laughs> That's okay. I'd watch it on my phone. Um, so, honey, you yeah. picked the next film. I did. What did you pick? I picked Hush. By Mike Flanagan. Because it's been out, I don't know when it came out. 2016. Yeah, but pretty much since then, people are like, Nicole, you like this movie. and Including I me, because I've seen it before. Yeah, so we're going to watch Hush. You like Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. You don't know who Mike Flanagan is? No. Nope. <laughs> Oculus, Absentia, Before I Wake, he's making a Dr. Sleep movie, he made the cool. new Legion movie that's good, and he made and directed all of The Haunting of Hill House, which you just enjoyed a great deal. Oh, really? Really. Why would <gasps> oh. I lie to you about that? We should, Joey, watch Haunting of Hill House, and we should just have a I'm separate not... sidebar episode about Yeah, sure. It. I'll just watch 12 hours of Netflix to have a sidebar on our 35-minute episode minute episode about Hush. No, 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 no. A separate episode for... Again, it's still 12 what? hours of TV. Do you have you any... You love it! I have so much anime to watch. Oh, fuck anime. You're going to... You, I will, you will not speak about anime you, that way in my you presence. Will, Joey, you will love... I love anime. Ugh. Nicole? Your thick head I haven't so watched stupid. any of the new season yet. I have the new Fruits Basket to watch. So I haven't finished The Promised Neverland yet. Nicole? I'm not infuriating. I'm passionate. I, I still have to watch the second season of Mob Cycle 100. I'm waiting for season two of High Score Girl. Fine. You're just ruining your life then. No, I'm ruining your life. <laughs> My life is fine. So yeah, we're going to watch that and uh, we'll see when that comes out. Probably, depending on... We're recording this like... Usually we record like the last minute before the last Friday of the month. No, no. We usually, we're usually time. pretty late. We usually go, oh, we have to watch it tonight because we have like three days left until it has to go up. So we, lately, we have been like getting it later and later. But this is currently April 29th. We're busy, full, man. Of course we are, but this is a full month before this episode goes live. We could be dead by the time this goes up. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would suck. I'd be so bummed. Oh, Hope we're not. Uh, but if we are, it was a pleasure uh, knowing you, my love. I've enjoyed it a lot. Maybe we're haunting people like cat monster ghosts. I'll haunt you. I'll you can't haunt, haunt you. another ghost if I'm already a ghost. I can. I'll be a super ghost. You're not a super ghost, okay? <laughs> the only way you can be a super ghost is if you do the fusion dance. And you don't know about the fusion dance because you don't watch anime. Your elbows are getting too close to me. You know, I've had enough of your sass. <laughs> All right. Seems like a good place to stop then. The point I was getting at is that depending on how things go for the rest of the month, you may have heard a bonus episode before this one. What? I hate when you make promises. I didn't make keep. a promise. I said you may. You don't need to even tell anyone that. Just well, keep it's it to too yourself. late. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> Next time. No, I. You are the boss of me. I think I am. You think you are. That's the problem. So until next time, I am the henpecked creature, Joey G. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I said henpecked. I used funny. a gendered cliche. You've never said that before. That I was henpecked? It's funny. Yeah, as soon as the mice go off, she should be like, oh, I henpecked you, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what her voice gets like when it's not on mic. I know on mic she sounds like, oh, hello, I'm a little flute. I love everyone. I'm so cute. I'm cute. I'm a piccolo. But off mic she's like, oh, you. Your elbows, Jeff. Oh, my fuck. Fine. Just. I'm sorry. Give me some lotion. Can I please just cut them off? My elbows? How do you cut off an elbow? Well, see, so you just cut it off here, but then it just still hangs by the skin. How, wh wait, how are you going to cut my elbow off without breaking the skin? Oh, no. Like, right there. And then the, this part where this 
the, the veins just keep it hanging. The veins? I want to hang my veins? Yep. <sighs> All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I am the creature, Joey G. Just for the record. Oh, Christ. I have other reasons for hating Joey's elbows. The what? Amount of what time, other reason? The amount of times I've been smoked in the head in the night. Like one? Oh, do you want to talk about being smoked in the head at night? <laughs> the time you like fucking headbutted me in the middle of the thing, in the forehead, and just went hee hee and rolled over and went back to sleep. I was asleep. I crawled into bed and I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch another Scooby Doo. Nah, I've seen this one. I go up to bed, crawl in, Nicole comes over, smashes me in the forehead, goes hee hee hee, rolls over and goes to sleep. And I'm like, fuck, I should have watched Scooby Doo. But yeah, you've hit me in the head like ten times with ten your elbows. Ten times. At least. You're out of your mind. That's why I'm going to cut your elbows off anything. in the night. Well, th I'm still going to... Then you're going to get whacked in the face with flaps of skin. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you prefer? A little gentle tap to keep you in in your place? I use the flaps of skin and tie them together around you. Do your elbows <laughs> hang low? Do they wobble to it, bro? You're not going to tie me up with my elbows. Get this is getting bizarre. Alright, that's all for now, folks. <laughs> what are you, fucking porky pig? I don't know how we signed this off. You go fresh. Yeah, in our 85 episodes so far, you've never paid any attention. Until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. How could this woman sandpaper my elbows Good. Yeah. ever decide put face on your pillow. <laughs> elbow dust on to your pillow. wed better not. this man?